The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Family-owned Palermo Pizza underwrites this episode of Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. Located at 901 Gazan Parkway, Southwest Wyoming, and available at 616-531-8300. We hear things in the deep dark night. We see things in the shadows in the corners of our eyes. In mind and dim light, we sense things when they just aren't right. Our dealings are not with human flesh and bone, but rather with an essence that defies even the basic laws of nature, like space and time. These elusive selves challenge our logical mind, forcing us to take faith in the unseen, the unsubstantiated. We cling to theory, statistical inevitability and the imminent manifestation of mystery. My mindset paints a paranormal portrait, pulling together puzzle pieces to create a mosaic of the mysterious that's magnified and amplified by my fondness of a collective consciousness. Even so, I am showered in testimony and a supernatural storm of insurmountable speculation. And so I am humbled in my search for the truth. Still, I know it's out there somewhere. Brought to you by WKTV, I'm your Ghost Hunters host, Wayne Preston Curtis Thomas. Welcome to a very special episode of Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters paranormal podcast. As always, we ask that you please keep an open mind about things that you might not easily believe as we explore the mysterious. First of all, let's meet my co-host. Zooming in from Byron Center, Michigan. I'm Brian Jose of Jose Paranormal History Productions YouTube channel. And zooming Kim, in from Kim, Holland, Michigan. Hi, Kim Colleen here. Been with Wayne for uh, what two over two years now with Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. And after tonight's show, Brandon and I will be continuing this legacy. Yep. Right. Pretty much three years we've been doing this. Three years together. Okay. Right. And then I want to start out with. A quote, which I like quotes. You guys know that because you've all been on the show. Um, Albert Einstein said, the most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. So I'm going to show you what that mosaic of the mysterious looks like. This is what it looks like. These are my guests, our guests here on the last show, my last show. It's a farewell mm -hmm. show. It's also a re reunion show. So, okay, go. well, let's start with Tanya. Hi, I'm Tanya Geier-Seger, uh, spiritual medium, I guess, uh, intuitive uh, spiritual advisor in the not so frozen north since I'm this, I'm actually the lower than all of you, except for our friend in England over there. 
All right. I'm from Ohio. Yeah, you don't win the award for zooming the farthest. And actually, we're, we are missing <laughs> oh. somebody from Arkansas was supposed to be joining us too, but they haven't checked in yet. Uh, Marie? I am Marie Cisneros. I live in Muskegon, Michigan, and um, currently um, I'm a paranormal writer, investigative journalist, uh, former UFO hunter with MUFON, and so I'm writing a book called Haunted Muskegon. Right. We can't wait for the release of that, Marie. I, I build you as a triple threat because you're into yeah. numerology. <laughs> you're a numerologist, yeah. astrology, and uh, ufology at the time you're into all that stuff at the time so kathleen rydell tetson yes um i'm cat tetson my friends call me cat i am an author of haunted travels of michigan book series as well as stepping into darkness i do a lot of research and paranormal investigations and it's great to be here wayne and uh yeah stepping into darkness i didn't bring a all my books with me, but this one I brought because I kind of used this one as a textbook along the way. So Laura Briggs, also many, many facets to you, many layers. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, yes, I am. I am a huge, I, I love astrology. I'm an intuitive, also empath medium. I work with a lot of different clients. I'm trying to uh, connect the past life, you know, things for them. And Astrology really is my my wonderful favorite tool to use. I think it's so great for insight into what's going on in the big cosmos and also what's going on in your inner cosmos. So, right. And I, yeah, I love it. I met Wayne um, through another uh, friend of mine, and it was it's been really fun. It's it's great. I love the work that you guys do, and I so appreciated the time I was able to you know be on your show. And best wishes for Brandon and Kim for going forward. Hope yeah. that it's everything you want, but we'll you guys got to help them out. Uh, I know no. we're going to miss you. Get, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> get booked. Get booked with Brandon and Kim. Help yep. those guys out. Here's the chart that uh, yep. Laura did for me way back mm -hmm. when. This is what your chart looks like if you're born in January. This is pretty cool. And you guys can see this better now. Mm -hmm. I yeah, it looks yeah. good. That was like a year, oh, a year ago. And yeah, what did you this, think, Wayne? Did some of that resonate? Did we did we hit some of that pretty good? Yeah, but it's like a half an inch thick of material that you gave me. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> it, it, it read like a book. It was so much. Well, you know, I'm the Sagittarius sun, but I have that. I have my uh, Mercury also right next to my sun. So I'm always about giving you information about stew with my North Node and Gemini. So I'm a big information girl. It's always going to be information, information. Too much, too little. That's your choice. But I'm never going to lack in giving you something. So oh, no, you gave me plenty. <laughs> and you said that the important thing was that the Scorpio was rising or something. Yeah. On yeah. my chart, even though I'm Capricorn. Yeah. You are, but you had that that ascendant, and that really helps you tune into some of those um, Scorpio things, like the the occult and the secrets and the things that are untaught. You know, people don't talk about the taboo subjects, and I would definitely say that this might have been one of them because ghosts are fascinating, but also frightening for a lot of people. So, yeah, a lot of ghost hunters. Ben Goldman next. 
Hi, I'm Ben um, from Afterlife Road, a Haunted Michigan web series on YouTube. Um, and a few days ago, uh, launched a new series, Afterlife Road Case Files. Uh, so I'm excited about that new venture, uh, bringing back some of my journalistic roots. We went back and found some incredible uh, historical information that like totally redefines and puts a name to a lot of the legends that gets told around Michigan that like no one has seen before. Um, so that's pretty cool. Got a movie coming out soon. That's pretty much me. Been on the podcast twice now, three times, twice, three times. Yeah, yeah. Every time. three times. Yeah, you're on cryptic frequencies also. Right. Yeah, right. And um, <laughs> you you were the first year, I think, on the show too. Started yeah, every time not everybody was on the first year, but you were. You're doing your movie, you got your podcast going, and then Afterlife Road still is your team yep exactly yep. very busy you guys are all stay very busy that's what, that's why you're on the show because you get my attention Exy susan smith hello i am Exy suzanne smith and i am oh my gosh let's start i'm an author <laughs> of four books i know it grows you know as you grow it grows oh, four, books four books now four i'm missing one yes you are the last one We'll talk after. I'll get that to you. Okay. Um, uh, reverend, a speaker, psychic medium, energy reader. Don't give me your watch or your phone or your lights. I'll kill them. Uh, a microphone, too. I'm bad. I'm bad at those. Oh, gosh. What else? Radio show hosts. Uh, Fun person to hang out with, I think. Oh, a gel of all trades. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, it, somebody offers you something and you're like, okay, you know, because it's like, why the hell not? And let's try it and see how it goes. And if it's not for me, then I'm going to offer it to somebody else and say, I think this is a good fit for you. So try it and go. And if it works, fabulous. Have a great run. And <clears throat> I like to help people and let's do it together. It's more fun to go together. Yeah, I know you've done some you've done some ghost hunting. You've been involved with some smudging, uh, blessing, that sort of thing. Right. You also have have many layers to Exy. And she has the coolest name. I think if we if there's a superlative, that's a very cool name. Thank you. Thank you. It's a family name. A good old Southern family name. Oh, yeah. I I love it. (laughs) Bill Konkoleski. You got to be the most far out guest. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I am Bill Konkoleski. I'm the state director for the Michigan chapter of the Mutual UFO Network. I've now held this title for 18 years, which is a while. And um, I um, always say that UFOs took an interest in me before I took an interest in them. Um, my very first memory in life is a little gray guy coming up to my crib. And um, I've written a couple books about my experiences. Uh, my first book, Experiencer Raised in Two Worlds. And my uh, second book, Experiencer Two Worlds Collide, came out um, November 11th of 2020. And um, Wayne was kind enough to have me on the, the show on the, the day of my book's release. So thanks so much for that, Wayne. Um, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so I spend a lot of time uh, uh, looking into UFO stuff, I guess. Um, you know, I do have a question for Tanya. Is is that 
It's that's either from the movie Labyrinth or that's the I-75 construction down there. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you're pretty dang close to that I-75, <laughs> but it's the Labyrinth. Uh, it's kind of what I'm channeling with the world's kind of in right now. I feel like we're all lost in a huge labyrinth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, thanks, Bill. And my hat's off to Phil Shaw, our Bigfoot guy. Yes. How you doing, Wayne? Hey, Phil. Yeah, I'm Phil Shaw. I'm the uh, chairman of the West Branch Bigfoot Committee. Uh, West Branch is about uh, 50 miles north of Bay City. I got involved in Bigfoot research since my wife and I saw one in New Brunswick in 2006. And since that time, when I started documenting uh, incidents, uh, up to 140 (laughs) incidents, just in the six counties, six counties around West Branch. So, um, wow. but we do mix it up a little bit. A bunch of us went to Kentucky here a couple of weeks ago to the Crypticon down there, 1500 people. Uh, did any of you guys go to that? No. That's, that's no. Uh, I would say 80, 90% Bigfoot, but a lot of UFO, uh, other stuff, you oh, know, wow. nice mix. Yeah, I have some friends that are ghost hunters in Kentucky, but uh, they won't be joining the show. I thought uh, West Branch was the Bigfoot capital of the world, but you told me it's the Bigfoot capital just of Michigan. Just of Michigan, right. <laughs> and, and There's you some great trails out there for jeeping. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Out there all the time. We got some great trails, St. Allen, West oh, Branch. Oh, yeah, you yep. do. There's some good stuff yep. out there. <laughs> you know, the Phil, the memory I have with you is your two grown boys that did the documentary on oh, okay. Bigfoot hunting. Yeah, the Shaw Bigfoot Project. Yeah, the first uh, conference, or actually it was an expedition we went to up by Marquette. Uh, my two, two of my three sons went, and my brother and my uh, one son put together a... Um, a video. It's in three parts on YouTube. It's called uh, Shaw Bigfoot Project, and I got it's a lot funny. of mileage out of. I, oh, I yeah. got a lot of mileage. Out. I mean, I when you talk about Bigfoot, you need to keep it light anyhow, and and people love the the story. So, oh yeah, it yeah. is funny. I mean, if you guys get a chance to see that, and they they uh, use some of those commercials, those beef jerky commercials, <laughs> Jack Jack Link. Jack Link. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're hilarious. Now I do have you... a I do have a I do have a YouTube channel too. It's called Philo News One. And if anybody wants to see, I've got about 80 of my 140 incidents listed on that channel. So if you like wow. to look at Bigfoot stuff, I got a bunch there. Okay. And then our our last guest here that's on my screen wins the award for zooming the farthest zooming from the nottingham in the united kingdom jacqueline dixon hi everyone um i've done paranormal since about 2004 when i did my first ghost hunt but more recently i'm really into it and i sort of go every week investigating and just been to some brilliant places had great experiences about seven years ago, decided, um, to have a, I kind of checked out mediumship 
and I went to development lessons and now um, through being in a situation where I didn't realize anything was around me I can now communicate to some degree of a spirit which is absolutely fantastic but I'm kind of seeing like stuff which can be scary as well you know it gets quite graphic what you see and you're not really prepared for it but yeah thanks for um, inviting me away yeah it's great to meet you all you were never on WKTV but you were on Cryptic Frequencies, my other show with Mama Mary Bassett. But yeah. I keep track of you through Facebook and you <laughs> you this summer went on an adventure where you went to Loch Ness. Yeah. And in a castle Ooh. too. What was the castle? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I went to a few castles basically. Oh. Um, spent two weeks, um, me, my dog in the tent and um, headed up into Scotland and um, <laughs> people from who I've met on Facebook and went and investigated with them. And um, I went onto the banks of Loch Ness because a few years ago, a guy actually left his nine to five job and gave up and just went and lived on the banks of Loch Ness. So I actually wanted to meet and chat to him, but he wasn't around, which was a shame. But I'll try again next year. But yeah, just to um, do something like that's so cool, isn't it? So Nessie didn't stick his head out while you were there or her head? <laughs> And then he went for swimming there, though. It was beautiful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was fun. It was very beautiful and scenic, the, the pictures gorgeous. that you shared, right? What an adventure. I know. Yeah. I mean, we don't have that stuff here. We And we have uh, the closest thing we have is lighthouses to uh, castles, I guess, around here. <clears throat> well, there have been reports of sea serpent monsters in Lake Michigan and Lake Champlain. So we do have them, but not oh. with the notoriety of the Loch Ness oh. Monster. But, but also in Lake Superior. Oh, yep. yes, that's right. And Lake there's the Ogopoco is in Lake Superior. Yes. Yep. yep. I was about to say, and there's a legend of one in Lake Erie as well. Most so it of gets them around. Yes, and they date back for well over 100 years. In fact, I have found reports dating to the late 19, uh, 1800s that there have been reports of that. So we may have our own, but Loch Ness wins it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chitanuar is kind of the authority on that, Lake Monsters. And she will be joining us hopefully uh, later on. I'll catch that and, and admit her. But you guys... Uh, know one another somewhat uh phil have you met any of these people before not really no okay other than other than your staff there right mm -hmm. phil was here mm -hmm. he was in the little studio that i'm in right now uh, some of you have been here have been in maybe both studios they moved us to a bigger studio during the covid to kind of separate us um Exy, i know was here in the big studio yep, yep. Um, so Kat, you know, you know, Exy, um, who else do you know? You know, Bill, you've seen Bill Konkoleski at oh, yeah. different... Maria. Were we on the other podcast together, Kat? Uh, yes, we yes, were. Yes, we were. <laughs> I thought I recognized <laughs> you. I was like, I recognize yeah. her. Oh, you probably need my, you know, my water glass to be recognized. I always have that with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. And so I know a few of you. Um, I don't know Jacqueline. I don't know Phil. Uh, ben, I don't think I've met you. 
Don't think so either. Yeah, Kim, I don't know if I've we've ever worked together, but no, I don't think so either. He I don't will. think I <laughs> Yeah, totally. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, some of you have been on as guests and also as co-hosts. Marie, Marie was yeah. co-host. I had uh, yeah. all just angels yeah. of the yeah. industry on one for one show. I was a co-host. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I think I filled in for Kim once or twice when she was out with something. Yeah. so sick or something. Probably traveling. Yeah. Right, yeah, Laura was co-host. <laughs> When Bill was here, when we they had yep, us in basically the break room. And, yeah. Oh yeah, and we oh yeah, we had yeah. those mics, those wireless mics. And they had to come in every ten minutes and put new batteries in them. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, I, remember that. I wonder like, what ghost was in there familiar. zapping your batteries. Yeah. Oh, just oh, they drained so quick. I'm like, I don't know where they bought these batteries from, but I didn't know how long the show was going to last because I well the cutting and editing they had to do. Because we kept stopping and starting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing glad that, was before, I, glad that was before I had to start doing the editing. <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, we took some liberties. Mostly I took some liberties along the way to make these shows happen. With I took some artistic uh, license, practice an artistic license and some of these things I borrowed, poems and song lyrics. But uh, the first show was with Shatan three years ago. And my, the only co-host I had was Ryan Mason, who was, I asked him to join, but he's actually Brandon's friend. Brandon started out ghost hunting with him and we did some ghost hunting together way back when. So we started out with two ghost hunters and a ghost buster. <laughs> Brandon and I had been, uh, yeah, there's the ghost buster there, Kim. She was doing a different kind of thing, her work. Kind yeah. of explain what you were doing, Kim. Yeah. So three years ago, I started a little nonprofit organization called the Tulip City Ghostbusters. And uh, the reason why I started something like that is because at that time, my very much younger special needs son was in love with the Ghostbusters. I mean, he was just a fanatic about the whole fandom of Ghostbusters. And uh, <clears throat> it was at the Holland Civic Center. They had like literally their first annual Tulip City Comic Con. And there was a group of Ghostbusters there, probably about five or six of them all in their Ghostbuster gear, proton packs, the whole nine yards. And my son was like, that is what I want to do with my life. I want to be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. And I'm like, <laughs> well let's make it happen i don't care what i have to do i'm gonna make you a ghostbuster his name was just his name is justin and um he's got some neurological problems and so forth with his disabilities and um the guys from that team were from kalamazoo and they welcomed us with open arms and we did uh -huh. a lot of functions with them they did um they supported a lot of local charity events like burn camp for young, um, young people. Um, and I was seeing what they were doing in their community. And I thought, why can't I just do that in my own community, which is Holland. So I broke off from them, started my own chapter of Ghostbusters and then um, recruited a, a very nice following of other people that 
we're like-minded, love the fandom, love to help people, love charity work. So I was operating that for about, I don't know, at least two years, maybe longer than that. And then COVID hit, of course, and it kind of shut us all down. So um, when Wayne and I met, we met in Grand Haven at a Paracon of some sort, um, ParaUnity event put on by Grass. And uh, we met there. And I also met um, Joe from 222 Paranormal. Um, I met, I don't think I met any of you guys there, but I met a lot of people in this industry at that one Paracon. But it wasn't until a little bit later that Wayne um, reached out to me and said, we need another co-host for our show. Would you be interested? And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm interested. So um, like I had done some like a podcast interview with Joe with 222 at the event and that went really well. And so I've really enjoyed being with Wayne these last three years. And it's it's been a good friendship that we've established and we've actually had some synchronicities over the years during guests where like him and I would get goosebumps at the same time right right or we would we can read each other's thoughts almost right it's right. like we've got some sort of psychic you Wayne and I have a psychic connection that I can't explain to other people kindred spirits yes is that what that's called uh-huh. sure we are kindred spirits yeah, that's when this synchronicity really started. It was back with Grasp. They did that. And uh, Todd Clements was there, too. That's bought, right, Todd. Met I him. bought his yep. two books there. I was limited on cash, so I didn't get to set in on any of the lectures. But, yeah, that's when Grasp and Connie Jones, when I, yep, when I got ready to... Funny, yeah. When I got ready to do this show, I called Connie and I said, you know, I'm trying to get a hold of some people. But mm -hmm. they don't they think I'm my wife, Brenda Thomas, because I'm using her Facebook and they won't answer me. So I'm sending oh, messages yes. out to Bill Konkoleski and he doesn't know who I am. And no, no. I'm 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 reaching out to Kat and she's like, are, who are you? You're some stalker. I'm not even gonna talk to you. Uh, <laughs> we get them, right? We get them. So I, I tried to get Kat to come over here to Grand Rapids to the studio. And finally. Zoom happened because it was forced on us. And I thought, well, here's the perfect opportunity. So I read, I read her book, you know, Stepping Into Darkness to start with, thoroughly digested this one, and then went over some stuff with her. And I think she decided I wasn't too bad of a stalker. No, you weren't a stalker at all. Thank right. goodness. Thank goodness. Now, now I'm the stalker. <laughs> oh no. Cat is you don't you don't know that by looking at her, but she has a skewed sense of humor. Yes. 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 That's why I love the paranormal. You know, you gotta have a little I'm about to say I think everybody in the paranormal field has to have some sort of skewed uh sense of humor because totally. people look at us and judge us a certain way. So it's like, well. Embrace it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't bother me at all. I see, I see all those 
things you post on Facebook, those cartoons, and it gets my funny bone because I have a skewed sense of humor also. Well, you know, there's so much. Um, I have two Facebook pages. One is my personal one, and then I have one for Haunted Travels of Michigan. So on my personal page, I throw out a lot of funny stuff because, man, you got to laugh. There's a lot of things on Facebook that are just so depressing and so stressful, and uh, there's so much negativity. So I just throw out the memes that are funny and, hey, if you don't like funny, just move on. <laughs> yeah. No, they're Kat, appreciated. Yeah, Kat, your books have been described as true, unaltered, and accurate. Yes. And that's yeah. what I loved about them. Thank you. If you yeah, went to, um, yeah, if yeah. you went to a location and you didn't find anything, you just went and said, "Hey, there was no ghost activity." Absolutely. And, you know, that's a misconception, I think, that a lot of people have because they're watching some of the paranormal shows on TV and every place they go to is has activity. In reality, you know, my sister Bev and I probably went on, well, I know we went on over 330 investigations just in Michigan. And of all those investigations, I'd say maybe 10 or 12 percent did we uh, record activity that we couldn't explain. And so the majority of cases you investigate are very quiet. And, and, you know, the horrible part is you listen to the audio and you watch the video and it's hours and hours and hours of audio and video, and you really have to focus on it. Um, and many times, most of the time, you know, you can listen to 24, 40 hours and get nothing. All right. But that's what the book is about. You know, the most credible accounts that we could find of phenomena. Yeah, so. very tedious work. But mm -hmm. all of you that are here tonight, you're here because I found you to be genuine, authentic. Uh, Tanya, you're one of our, our newer friends, mm -hmm. but I felt that about you. And then that's why I asked you also to be on cryptic frequency so we could get to know you a little better there. And what I liked about you is you never charge. No, I never have and I never will. That's why like, I work his side job so I can afford to be able to travel and help people in need. Um, it's one of those things that I've watched other psychics and other ones that have gotten big names and they charge these astronomical prices and it's like, but they need help. People need help. And um, I've had sessions where I've sat at the bedside of a friend of mine's mother dying and helping her mother to come to the realization that heaven's not a scary place and her daughter will be fine. Um, to being called names on an investigation. <laughs> you never know what kind Jeez. of experience you'll have. Oh, yeah. And I'd rather be the one to open up my door and say, don't worry about costs. I'll be there to help you. A quote from Kathleen's, one of Kathleen's books is, death is not death, it's life. Right. And I think there's a lot to be said there. Well, one of my favorite things I've learned to start saying to people is we have an army. We just don't see it. We have people behind us helping us every day. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we are legion. <laughs> we are legion. Oh. That's, we, we kept having that come over one of our apps when we were uh, ghost hunting, Brandon and I. Brandon, yeah, you... That Brandon, bacon. we started out as really like bacon. I don't know. Yeah, bacon too. Bacon <laughs> put a lot of stock. That app. I really like. <laughs> so we stopped using like that I, app after that. Yeah. Everywhere we went, it was bacon. Yeah, I, 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 I bacon. Come on, <laughs> what they have to do with ghost hunting? 
<laughs> Plenty. I mean, if I were dead, I would really miss bacon. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Well, big Bigfoot likes bacon too, Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> jerky and jerky. Their favorite. Right. Yeah. And jerky. Right. Now, Brandon and I, we started out as ghost hunters, but then he wanted to be more than that. You know, he wanted to be a paranormal investigator. He started getting into Bigfoot. And he knows some of your friends, Phil, because Brandon went up oh. to uh, Bigfoot training. Talk about Bigfoot training a little bit, Brandon. Yeah, it was pretty fun when we went up there. It was, uh, it was the Ridgemire and the Upper Peninsula Bigfoot and Sasquatch Research Organization. Um, went up there. I've done it two years now. I plan on trying to make it an annual thing to go up, up, go up there and do the training. So, but, Phil, you know, you know, Rich Meyer? Uh, a little bit, yeah. And yep. uh, Jim Sherman? Yeah. Okay. yeah. He's spoken at our conference before. Right, I thought so, at your big, at Bigfoot conference there in Branch. And then Linda yeah, Pomeranke. Linda Pomeranke is one of your friends too, right? Yeah, she's in part of our group, yeah. We're doing, so we're doing a Zoom tomorrow night with our... Uh, West Branch committee, but there are people from all over that have, are, you know, helping with the conferences and the expeditions and like that. So shout out yeah. to our Bigfoot buddies. You know, Phil, if you and I lived closer, we would have been uh, hunting buddies. We would have done some rabbit hunting. I'm sure you would have got me out there doing some squatching, some Bigfoot hunting with you. But sure. Yeah, I mean, you drove all the way over here to West Michigan to be on our show, and I appreciated that. We filled this little studio with uh, hairy bipeds for that show. It was fun. <laughs> sure. Yeah, good time. You're the only Bigfoot person we have. I realized that Brandon and I were ghost hunters, so maybe we aspire more to the ghost hunting. But one of the things that's the spookiest for me is this mediumship, you know? And uh, I think Exy can speak best to that. And Exy, what she taught me was boundaries. There's boundaries that we have to consider. Are you still with us, Exy? I'm here, yeah. You wanna speak about boundaries? Boundaries are important in everything in your life. Um, they let you have a life. They, because spirit doesn't care. They want to be heard and they want you to know they're there. So you need to do parameters, boundaries, whatever you call them. I call them, sometimes I cover, um, I have a sports dome basically over my home. It goes over my home and under my home uh, just so that I can have a life and not have them bombard me 24-7. I love them. I appreciate them. But Aunt Gladys, you come into the house one more time and <laughs> we've well, got an issue. You tell us a story about you're in the shower. Oh, the oh. yeah. This guy, it was the, it, and he, his face was just there. And I said some unseemly words at the time, rather <laughs> loud. And so I hear this little knock at the door. And it's my husband and he's checking, is everything okay? And I, everything's great now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I learned I had to block and had to block better than I was. And, you know, I mean, you don't know until you know what 
what they can do. And, and I'm sure there are spirits of some sort that think my boundaries are just pitiful and could blow through, but they don't. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I'd like to just hang out with you because like wherever you go, there seems to be spirits. There's you, always something and they, they're so entertaining and I love them. And, uh, but the boundaries, you know, we'd be like, mm, mm, mm. and I'll be in a conversation with somebody and there'll be a face and it's like, okay. So I, my, my crystals are dead apparently because that didn't work. And so, yeah, you have to, you, you're, it's a lot, you know, it's like dealing with children. Oh, like okay. Having, you know, it's like having a kindergarten class sometimes with you all the time. So you set boundaries, you set rules, parameters, whatever you want. And two, I've learned that, you know, I'm, I was always open. And so I was exhausted and bringing everything in. So as I got more attuned and appreciated what was happening, I learned to close and enjoy the silence and the rest of. Oh, yeah. You got, I suppose, yeah, you have to learn how to shut it off too. Yeah. Is that Tanya the same with you? You think you got to shut it oh. off sometimes? Oh, yeah. I have to completely bring myself down. I mean, my levels, my energy levels so low because you are a lighthouse. You literally are, it's like they go, ooh, we can, somebody knows we're around and they will <laughs> yeah. find you. They yeah. will find you. And oh. it's like, mm, no, 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 back off. Nope, not the time. I mean, that actually recently happened to me where I wasn't paying attention, did not have my boundaries down. I was watching my daughter perform in a play and all of a sudden it was like, oh, tap on my shoulder. I'm like, no, no, go away. <laughs> not the time. Kind of like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost once they found out that, you know, she could communicate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, she had him waiting in line. I've had people waiting in line to tell me their ghost stories when I've been at locations while the manager's telling me, oh, there's nothing here. There's nothing yeah. here for you. And yet the waitresses are lined up waiting to tell their stories. Wow. Well, Jacqueline, I know Jacqueline's into, you know, mediumship. And so we have a couple of pretty good ones here on the show uh, to learn I'm from. I'm still learning. So Do you much. have any questions for these, these psychic mediums, Jacqueline? Um, I'm kind of oblivious a lot of the time. It's only when I'm on investigations I like tune in more than anything. Um, but I was chatting to a friend the other day and um, uh, I told her about her family who was around her. <laughs> but I don't usually like, kind of tune into that. I don't do sort of personal things, but I will do it on paranormal. Because I don't like people crying. Oh, right. Right. When, you give, them, when See, you give them a message and they're crying, it's like, oh no, but I know it's good, but it's... Well, that's the thing with that. A lot of times with uh, people with gifts, the tears are therapeutic for them. It's not a bad thing always. I mean, yeah, they're missing that loved one, but there's something about them that's making them cry. So that I found yeah. out for my gift is I have to work with healing, the parameters of healing. What is going on with that family member that when you think of them, you're not smiling? Why are you crying? But are but if you're crying, are they happy tears or are they sad tears? So it's like trying to figure out the parameter of where the tears are coming from. Okay. And it's great when you find out they are happy tears because I, you know, I, everybody will eventually think of somebody and then they'll start to cry well up in tears and start crying happy tears. Yeah. I mean, 
my grandpa, I think we, I've talked about him before with you, where he likes to pull pranks. And he will make me so mad that I will be crying happy tears, but yet I'm so frustrated with him. Okay. Now, actually, you've been to the Bridge of Sighs. I would think if there's any place in the world, maybe except for New York now, if I don't know if anybody's been to New <laughs> yeah. York after 9-11, yeah. but the Bridge of Sighs, what was that like? Too funny. Somebody asked me that a couple of weeks ago and it was, I, I, I had totally forgotten and I shouldn't because it was incredible. It's open and then you you go over this, really you do go over, a, a it's, it's a bridge, it's covered and there's bars and it's over a canal and it's your last look at Venice, uh, anything Venetian out this window. And then you go to the right and it's dungeons and it's, it's a, they're, they're up because, you know, the water level is so high, but you go in there and it's just the feeling every step you took, you got closer. I felt like I got shorter and more closed in. And by the time I got in there, I just kind of had my arms around myself and I, I couldn't talk. I looked in, in bursts. It was overwhelming. It was like being draped with a heavy cloth of sad and despair, death. You you weren't coming out. They put you in places, you know, oubliettes, and and you died. And you they forgot about you. That's why they put you there. So yeah, it was incredible. And you you heard screams in your head. And it was male. It was female. Children didn't matter. And oh, wow. um, it, I, I so, have a quick question: Were you yeah. able to release any of those tortured souls? At the time, that really didn't cross my mind because it was so overwhelming. And at the time, I didn't know I had that ability. I got that about a year later. Sadly, I want to go back. Venice is like, yes, please let me go back. Um, but I'm so glad I didn't have the smell capabilities because I really, I didn't want anything <laughs> that you knew was gonna be bad wafting in. Um, just incredible, all of that. I mean, all of Italy was, all of Italy was so haunted and, and just fabulous. Venice though, for me was the most haunted. If you ever go back, I'd be thrilled to see um, if you pick up anything at the Doge's Palace in Venice. Yes. Um, when I was there, um, I went on a school trip my senior year of high school. We went all throughout Italy. Uh, <laughs> two places stood out. One of them was Doge's Palace. And that dungeon area down uh, below, my friends were like pretending to like lock me in. Cause you know, it was just me and my friends, you know, we're high schoolers. Like we're not going there. <laughs> this is before I even started like any of my paranormal stuff. So like, we're not looking for ghosts or anything. Yeah. So we're just playing around. And then my, my friend was taking pictures and there's this like room um, that you can kind of see into behind a wall. And it's just like, there's a few bricks missing. So she's able to like put her phone up in the bricks and like, there's no glass or anything there. It's nothing reflective. Hopefully this shows up on Zoom, but there's a face in the photo. Ooh. I don't know if it's gonna. Oh, yeah, we can oh, see it. That wow. is amazing. Yeah, that looks so totally like the, the man in the iron mask. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Oh yeah. My and God. It, was, it was this high school girl that took the picture. It looks nothing like her. 
And yeah, keep talking while you show it. Because then I, oh, yeah, you're, keep talking while you're showing it. Because chills. You, yeah, keep, keep and talking. Then, and then immediately oh, we, yeah. That's, okay. we try taking pictures again. Nice. I have comparisons, hmm. nothing happened. Um, of course, I've, I've been trying to reach out to like Italian, like Venice, basketball, like language barrier. It's very Thank difficult. You. So yeah, it's that pretty... place really stuck out. The, what are your... Yeah describing about the bridge of size like that was sort of oh. a bit of the, the wow. i didn't get to see the bridge of size but uh that was a bit of the feeling in that area to begin with we stayed in an apartment just across the i forget what you call that right because the palace was here and we were in an apartment like right behind the big clock that was there yeah, yeah, yeah. so the first night we get there we're exhausted i want to go to bed my husband's in the living room watching chips the old chip, you know, in Italian on TV. I walked out there. I'm like, good night. So I go in our bedroom and it's just a whole thing of windows and I'm relaxing. So then the more you relax and I opened up the foot of our bed, this huge man started to pace and he had, he had that Venetian nose and he was bald. He was magnificent. I mean, he had to have been 6'2". Back in the day, he would have been a giant. And he had on gorgeous clothing. He had a cloak on that was in the most beautiful blue. And I can't find that color. And it was velvet. It was, And he kept throwing it behind him as he paced the foot of the bed. So I started to pick up on him and he was in trouble. He was in intrigue and treachery and got the tables turned on him and he was gonna die and he knew it and he was upset he was just furious he kept throwing his cape behind him and so i finally i pulled the covers up over my head and went to sleep because he wouldn't quit pacing and i didn't i just didn't want to shut him out he was too magnificent so my husband came to bed and he he's looking he's like she hates that because i don't like to rebreathe you know and um I told him so I could hardly wait to go to bed the next night. We were only there for two nights, but he was back. He was still pacing. It was it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, good input there on that. And Ben, if we give awards tonight, we've had some chuckles on these shows, but you are the funniest guest <laughs> that we've ever had on the show, Ben. I mean, I don't know what it is, but you just seem to run into situations that are hilarious to me. The, Absolutely the guy, comical. comical. I don't know what it is about you. That guy, the story you tell about the uh, the mappers, the spirit mappers. Yeah. And then, then the funniest part, I want to reiterate this again. These are oh, go on. the whole story about the demon mappers and all that. Those were a bunch of 18-year-old freshmen in college, their second or third ever investigation. Somehow, five years later, we're still doing it. Any normal person would have stopped right, right after that nonsense. But Yeah. Ben calls for an Uber driver to take him to a cemetery, and the guy gets there, and he locks the doors and not going to let him out until he starts <laughs> telling. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> our only friend with a car at the time, because, you know, we just started college and had a freshman, freshman can have cars, dumb policy. And our only friend who had a car, his car had gotten stuck in the snow because he had a Mustang that he thought he could drive in the snow and that got stuck. And then he didn't have a car. So we had to take an Uber and the Uber driver 
because there was a place like five minutes away from us, but it was in the winter and, uh, you know, we, we weren't going to walk like 30 minutes and I, so we took a quick Uber and the Uber driver locks his car and it's this big six foot guy, you know, and sort of intimidating. And he says, why are you going there? Yeah. And we're like, uh, then he's like, reveals <laughs> that he's a demon mapper and he goes around telling us the mo- uh, he goes around like putting on this map the most demonically active places in Michigan and that w- where we were going was the second most demonic place it's ever been and the first most don- demonic is just across the street but we better not go there so I was just taking notes like oh cool we're gonna go there anyway. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, everybody's like okay yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm like can you spell Sign it for me up. <laughs> so we know how, how to, to avoid it at all costs I'm still trying to find that place. It makes me wonder about vortexes. I know it's come up on the shows. Actually, you've talked about vortexes. I don't know if there's vortexes for UFOs or for Bigfoot, but what do you guys think about that? You think there's certain geographical locations where more stuff happens than others? Well, yeah, and then you bring in ley lines. So Yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah, they all kind of go in there together. For me, I think they're 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 kind of one. But also, I mean, I have I form vortexes because I forget, you know, my abilities and will be concentrating on somewhere and create a vortex in a wall, or a little kid that doesn't know they have abilities and and they're open all the time and so they form it at the head of the bed. Um, you know, bizarre things. One in yeah, front I- of the toilet want to, you know. <laughs> I do think we can form our own vortexes. And I think I, I've encountered a few cases where someone is so emotionally distraught, perhaps over the loss of a loved one, that paranormal, it's a catalyst for paranormal activity. And that individual, the very energy that they're generating from profound grief can create a vortex. So I do believe in energy vortexes. And, you know, you don't know what's going to come through that vortex. And that's what you have to be aware of, you know, when you, whenever you call out the spirits of the dead, you know, especially if it's a loved one, you may get them back, but you're opening a tear and you don't know what can come through. Yeah. Well, I was like, Jacqueline, she's probably close to one of the best vortexes in the world. I mean, Stonehenge. Yeah. Come on. That's a part of the ley line too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I have been. I've only been once, though. Um, you do get a lot of people around there, but oh, it's just beautiful energy coming from it. I haven't actually close, been inside the stone, but I've been to some stones called Callanish, and they're, I think, uh, well, they're in Scotland. I think, I think it's Harrison Lewis they're on those islands, and that's beautiful. And you don't get people there either, so it's just you and the stones, and it's, it's wonderful. Yes. Shatan yeah. Noir is going to join us right now. So, at- everybody hide. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, you guys know, know a lot of people know she can. There she is. Oh, I love your hair color. It's so pretty. <laughs> oh. All right, what do we got? I got to go find her. Where are you, girl? Right. I can't see her yet. Right. Hey. Hi, Shatan. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Hey, Shatan. Hello. We've talked about you already. 
Oh, really? Oh, man. How could I not? All good. All good. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> I, Chetan is my star player, or our star player. Chetan's been on the show more than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> She's our designated Halloween guest. And, I'm going to miss and, that so much. <laughs> and what we do Me is, we, yeah, we just pick out topics for, for that when she's on for Halloween. But we never know what Shatan is <clears throat> going to talk about. Shatan was on episode 6, 16, 28, 34, <laughs> 44, 48, 55. She's also on Cryptic Frequencies. And she co-hosted, I don't know how many shows you might have co-hosted. But yeah, and author award-winning author like cat and um she th your books are what in the background there or those are your magazines no that's um, your big thing lake monster mothman man and my company now squatch yeah i saw that well done well done yep. yeah you. congratulations congrats awesome. now we we like using this platform for authors. That's why there's so many of you I know are authors or going to be soon published authors. <clears throat> we never know what you're going to talk about, Shatan. You were on the very first show three years ago. Like I said, um, we started out, Ryan Mason was my co-host. Yeah. And then Brandon and Kim came the very next show. And it's been a pleasure. Hi, Phil. Yeah, Phil. How, okay, how many people know Shatan? I'm going to change views here and see, <laughs> see if we can get a, the gallery looking. Oh, here's hands. Here's hands. Oh, look at. Yeah, a lot of people know Shatan because you're out and about. Busy, busy girl. Yeah, I, I, I like that saying, never not working, because that kind of describes me. Like, even as I'm trying to fall asleep at night, my brain's going, hey, what about this idea? And it's like, oh, now I got to uh. grab my cell phone and put something in. Um, so, yeah, never not working. Um, and uh, I'm always researching or investigating something. So, <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about the, your show. I love your show and I, I was always so thrilled to be a guest on your show um it made me feel so good inside knowing that somebody wanted me on their show yes there's yeah. one of the Remember Halloween this? pictures oh Kim I'm going to yeah. change the view and then say something and you and then you'll be able to see it better say something Kim yeah can you guys see this this is yeah. Japan this oh. is uh this is pre-covid this is our yeah. Halloween show pre-COVID, oh. and her outfit, you guys, was all oh, yeah. handmade. Wow. She made it by hand, and it yep. was like very lizard-like. What what officially were you, Shatan? Um, the dragon lady. Yeah, <laughs> dragon lady. Um, yeah. And right. and you talked about merman on that show. Yeah. Yes, the um the great Manitou Nibbinibus of Lake Superior. Ooh. So we were talking lake monsters before you came on. What I like about when you're on our show, I can share it with everybody because a lot of the Bigfoot people, they don't want just ghost hunting show. They don't want that. 
But with your on, we talk about dog man. Oh yeah. Because it's all open. <laughs> go through your bio a little bit for us. Oh geez. Um, <laughs> so, uh, researcher, uh, journalist, um, owner of Scratch GQ Publications. Mm -hmm. College, well, I guess you could call me the professor of the strange because um, I teach at two community colleges uh, my courses on um, the North America or cryptozoology of North America and uh, the paranormal history of the Great Lakes. So covering all of my favorite uh, topics. Um, I'm also the lead investigator for uh, the Michigan chapter of the North American Dogman Project. Um, I ghost hunt with Black Swamp um, Paranormal out of uh, Perrysburg, Ohio. Um, so I am um, always- I'm a, I'm a Ohio ghost hunters out of uh, Toledo, Ohio. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, 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 I go ghost hunting with uh, John and Nadine's group. So um, they're, they're my tribe. So uh, we, you know, we're always looking for, uh, for things to go explore and do. So. Podcast is the Liminal Abyss. Yep, into the Liminal Abyss, um, which has been on hiatus for a little while. But you know, it's um, I, I am taping episodes now, and so there will be some stuff, new stuff going up in the new year um, for uh, people who want to listen to it. Um, I usually uh, offer um, doing written interviews and also to be a podcast guest for people who. Uh, want to do interviews for my magazines. Well, I'm glad you could join us. Like I say, I'm glad to be here. Star player right there. You got your own space on my screen. I don't know where where you fit on everybody else's screen, but on mine. Oh, everybody there. looks like the Brady Bunch to me because I've got all the little squares. I wanted to get Bill's uh, opinion because we were talking about the vortexes. Okay. About whether like believes like ufos or stuff could travel through if they have like portals or like a vortex that they can travel through yeah um, there's some with, with regards i think with with regards to the uh, the comment about the uh, having a portable or personal vortex I, I really think that there's something to that when it comes to the ufo phenomena is that uh, they don't need to seek out vortex areas it seems that uh vortexes are reported um, or vortex-like phenomena uh, in, in places you wouldn't expect. So I think that they're able to produce some sort of interdimensional uh, portal when uh, and where they, they actually need it. I think they can produce them. You know, on this show, I wanted insights and, and I want your secrets. It's my last chance for you guys, because this is my farewell show. At least I'm going on hiatus for a while. <laughs> Bill, in your books, you say you don't know where they come from, but who else can give us the best guess? Yeah, so I, I recently came across a really great uh, quote um, from a, Sir William Crooks, uh, if I remember the guy's name. He was a big uh, 19th century um, uh, chemist, whatever. He, he, he was knighted for his uh, uh, being a scientist. I mean, he was that big of a deal back then, but he was problematic because he also investigated the paranormal. And so a lot of his peers are like, you know, you're this great scientist, but how come you always investigate this stuff that's impossible? 
And his response I thought was great. He goes, I never said it was possible. I only said it was true. And so I, I think that's just perfect. I, I love that. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about that for a while. <laughs> that's pretty deep. But you didn't say where they're from. Where'd they come no. from? Uh, through a vortex. They've been here all along for centuries, I'm guessing. I've, time's irrelevant when it comes to UFOs, I think, and the how old the universe is, how old so, we are. So this uh, this way of thinking that I've had, it's, this is one of those phenomena there. The more you learn, the more questions you have, not more answers. Okay. And uh, um, this way of thinking that I'd had, uh, one of the, the great investigators out there, Paula Harris, um, she has this expression, all of the above. And so people, you know, Pepper are like, you know, are they from outer space? Are they time travelers? Are they from another dimension? Are they this? Are they that? And she goes, all of the above. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I think that that about uh, fits where I'm at. It's impossible to pin down anything um, that's exclusively true uh, about the phenomena when it comes to people with a, a wide variety of different um, way they experience the UFO and the contact phenomena. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it's almost frustrating. People, you know, will come up to somebody with a lot of years in, in the game, you know, as, as I do and say, you know, tell me something, you know, and, and I'm like, well, the more I'm in it, the less I know, so, oh, no. but it, okay. it, it makes it, it makes it, it's never a dull moment. Okay. Well, <laughs> If you guys don't know already, Bill was abducted at two years old, and then probably every two years after that, through his 20s, maybe even more recently, we learned when we on our last show with you, Bill. And then mm -hmm. what you told us was, you don't think they're done with you. No, no, not by a long shot. And um, the, uh, the in Michigan, we have an experiencer group um, of people that have, it's a support group uh, in one way of, uh, of putting it. And a lot of the, the members of this particular group um, had said the same thing, like all of our experiences just sort of dropped off at the same time. But now everybody's had their experiences picked back up again, for whatever reason. Oh. Um, it was dormant uh, for many of us. And now it's, it's very active. And um, that is a little bit startling because why did why did it pick up again all of a sudden? Is that meaningful? Um, I, I don't know. Like well, it's it's another of the the mysteries. You have to learn to embrace the mystery. Okay. We need to have a conversation because while you were talking, I literally had a vision that was a little unsettling. That I think I know why the activity is starting to pick up. Can, oh. And, Can you and Laura it? Briggs predicted on this show <laughs> that within the next year, year and a half, two years, it will be obvious to everybody. And now the government is at the point where they're going to start sharing information. So maybe it will become more obvious. I, I'm not sure. Hopefully, you know, this... they already have. Yeah, they already have started to kind of let some of that in there. But right. um, I, I totally agree with Bill and I love that. The more you get into it, the less you really know. I think that's that's so true. But what I'm picking up or what I've been getting is that the frequency of the earth has changed. And that those vortexes that you guys are talking about are just dimensions that are now being able to be accessed. I mean, we are one micro tiny particle 
in a huge galaxy of many, many, many things. And I, I think those incidences are picking up because that by the frequency of the earth has changed. Our bodies are changing. The frequencies that we get are changing. And the sound and the frequency is, is the way that I've understood it, that that travel is beginning to, I've to had become a lot available. Of people, see, about sound. I've had a lot of uh, yeah. people come it's to me. The sound and go, is the key. It's the key. Why am I hearing a higher octave? Yep. Yeah, All of a sudden, it's getting worse. Yeah. Hmm. If you don't know what your own soul note is, what your own soul resonates at, I would highly suggest people consider finding that out. It's going to ground you, but it's also your authentic frequency and you will be able to attract, you'll be able to hear, you'll be able to understand other things that resonate at your frequency. And that's the healing. You know, we can heal through frequency. We can travel through frequency. We can do, you know, the, the pyramids they suspect were built through sound. I mean, think about it. That's something untapped and something pretty new to us in the 3D world. So it's you another key, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. You can. And, and I think that, yes, absolutely. So it's a big key to whatever is coming up for us next. Absolutely. And I, I would, a- I mean, you guys are getting it, but I would highly suggest other people, you know, investigate that and look into that. There's another piece that we don't know yet. That's there yet. I think there's a connection. Yeah, no. We've talked about the connectedness between these different fields, these, these different areas of the mysterious. Uh, and I'm wondering, I, are we in agreement that UFOs, that that's going to be the field that's going to jump forward? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be Bigfoot? We're going to have uh, new developments in Bigfoot where Bigfoot's obvious to everybody. Phil says there's enough evidence. If it was a murder case, you know, it'd be a uh, guy would be convicted. That's how much evidence is out there for Bigfoot. What area is that's going to jump forward? Well, you mentioned mentioned sound. Yeah. I suspect UFO, if the U.S. government and other governments around the world start releasing the information, that'll be the hot button, I suspect. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What are you saying, Phil, about sound? Yeah, Yeah, uh, in in the Bigfoot research, they think Bigfoot is capable of talking um, on uh, infrasound, right. which yeah. is below mm-hmm. the frequency yeah. that, that we can hear. So I think that's something that's uh, fairly becoming uh, well-known. But also you mentioned portals and vortexes. We had a guest speaker along with Shatan this last April. She, uh, her grandpa had uh, uh, habituated a group of Bigfoot in Tennessee a number of years ago but she was able to get pictures of the uh, um, portal. She thought she had like a trail cam picture of portals. Oh. Wow. I believe that was in Tennessee. Oh, I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, really I, cool. I ask for secrets and insights. This is your last chance. So <laughs> anybody has any that they want to reveal now, come forward. There's I so, want to so little, you know, you know, when you do whatever you're doing in the paranormal field for so many years, you learn certain truths and there are certain truths in the paranormal field. Um, but there's so many things that are still questioned. That's why it's still paranormal. Uh, and it's kind of, you need to experience it yourself. I think when you share someone, well, you know, this is probably not true. 
you have to experience it. But I think yeah. each one of us here have <laughs> learned things that we didn't think about. Um, we've debunked or de disproved certain things that we once thought were true. And that's what makes you grow. And it's the experience that allows you to expand on that. Um, and I think each one of us probably can share that. Yes? Yeah. No? Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And you know, Wayne, I always said that to you before, and I still maintain this to people. Just because you want to see dead people doesn't mean you can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I exactly. think that some of exactly. these, you have, everyone has their own individual special gift, special skill, inherited trait. It's yes. in your DNA, whatever you want to say, to yes. be able to do these individual, these special gifts. Some of us are just like multitasking or multi-talented, yes. but you can learn these things, but just because you want something doesn't mean that that's what your, your purpose, your gift, or your thing is going to be. And I think for folks, especially when they look and they say, oh, you can do this, you can do that. You know, yeah, maybe I can, maybe you can, maybe you can't, but you can't force that. No. Those experiences are so critical to your learning to advance you and to get you open and aware to get to that point. Right. So it's just building on, on, on what we've talked about already, you know, so that's always my biggest quip because they say, oh, you're a medium. Can you talk to my grandma? And I'm like, no, not if she doesn't want to talk. You know, it's not oh, how yeah, it works. Right. You know, they don't understand yeah. that, you know. I know. <laughs> she does want to talk, but she doesn't have the right energy at that point. That's right. It just doesn't happen because you demand it to happen. You know? right. She may not want to talk to you. She wants to, you know. Yes. It's like, I've had that happen. Well, they don't want to talk to me. I'm sorry. You know, they want to talk to you and they are talking to you. You just have, yep. <laughs> you just have to pay attention. I know you, you know, but for me, the yeah. thing that's going on is sound and vibration and frequencies. I used to yep. be able, because when I was a kid, I never saw a spirit that had anything below the knees. So I started to question that and look at that. And it was vibration and it was levels. So I was like, I could see six levels and then I could see eight and now I could see 12 to 15 levels of wow. vibration and, and like splits and breaks. And now everybody's full figured and everybody's full dimension and it's amazing. But now I hear sound with that. That's interesting uh, yes. that you guys bring that up. Yes. Sound and music. I kind of proposed that before on so a show. Cool. Marie. I thought maybe we should use you as a phone a friend on our Halloween show because of your background, your education. And I did a thing where I mixed up elements. I gave for our final thought, I gave each person two elements and those there were 11 elements, Marie. And 99% was made up of oxygen, hydrogen, nitrogen, carbon, calcium, and phosphorus. That was 99% of the mixture that went in the pot. We stirred it up. And then I added just 0.85% sulfur, potassium, sodium, chlorine, and magnesium. What did we make? And I thought maybe Brandon should use you for phone a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> Frankenstein, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of, yeah. Because oh. that's what... That's what well, goes into a person. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I've been out of the medical field for a while now. <laughs> they used to call it, they had that mnemonic for it was called CHANS. 
plus sodium and uh, I think it's sodium, but um, that's what uh, the elements that make up the human body. Right. So, yeah, I didn't exactly. know I was going to be tested. Yeah, I thought Brandon should well, use you as phone were, a friend. I, I know. I did not know there were going to be a pop quiz. So. Right. So how's your book coming? When's it going to be released? Oh. You got a release date? Uh, no, I don't. Um, it's doing pretty good. I've got 13 chapters and I'm working on getting the photos and uh, things together. So I'm still working with uh, Paranormal Muskegon and kind of getting the word out about the book and you know, posting your stuff and, and things like that. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a chance to uh, get up to Paracon. Um, I was, uh, Shaitan was gracious enough to let me tag along with her. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So um, I had a really good time. Talked to Bill there. He's my former MUFON boss. Right. And uh, bought his book, which I'm still reading. <laughs> now tell us the title of your book that's coming out again haunted muskegon haunted muskegon i'm looking haunted forward muskegon. to that actually's got a new book out i said i might come back and they and they may even uh, open up the studio here if uh when you release your book or if Exy wants to come over with her new book after i read it i might come back out of hiatus for something like that oh, that's what's going to take other otherwise <laughs> Otherwise, I'm you're not going to see me for a while. But uh, oh, you're still around. You're still going to be around. Yeah. We know where to oh yeah. yeah. Well, I've enjoyed being on your show, and I enjoyed seeing you the last time when you came to Muskegon and hung oh. out with me, you and your wife. Oh yeah, yeah. We went yeah. over to Muskegon and saw your friend who was a singer songwriter. Yep. Yeah. He does a great show. I would do that again. My wife and I, we like. We liked that. That was a lot of fun. You know, we went all we went over, and I knew I was I didn't care if we were going over anyway for this last show, but we went over. But I'm gonna follow the format to the end. So we're gonna do a shout out. Our previous guest was 222 Paranormal. Joan Jen. Woohoo! Joan yeah. Jen short ridge. So yeah. Joe's out of the hospital. He's doing good. I know a yeah, lot of good. you guys are friends with him. So Good. He, he sounded good. He looked good. He yep. kept showing us his scar. Oh. But yeah, he came close to it. So we asked him if he had any near-death experiences while he was there in the hospital. Oh, <laughs> he then, uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, Bill and Connie, they got me started years ago. They were invited, but uh, they're not here. But Grasp, Bill and Connie Jones. Uh, my Bigfoot people, I talked about already, Linda Pomranke, Rich Meyer, the Upper Peninsula Bigfoot Sasquatch Research Organization, and Jim Sherman. I never met Jim. There's, uh, there's people I wanted to do shows with. It didn't happen. May come back for that. But upcoming, ongoing with us, we got our Facebook out there, Grand Rapids yep. Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast, Facebook. Kim's going to keep that going. Yep. We're on TV, so you guys will all be on TV again on Comcast, Channel 25, <laughs> U-verse 99. I'll try to let you guys all know when that happens. And then I'm still writing articles for WKTV Journal. Uh, Exe, I haven't written an article on you yet. I'm saving the best for last, apparently. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Oh, we'll do that. We'll, I'll do that. I'll have an article on you coming out. I don't know when. 
it's trying to they out they limit me on words and you have there's a lot more i can say about you the three books now four books that you've written what's the title of the new book Exy? dialogue with the dead oh yeah oh i like that cool. that's Thank awesome nice. Exy yeah. wins the award for the best the, the best names of her books the best titles welcome to my paranormal life when the dead come calling and the essence of death, those just draw you in, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They draw you in. Nikki, you want to read them? So I did. I read them all, except for the new one. I'm going to, I'll check it out without a doubt. Right. Yeah. Um, for upcoming, we're at the end of the year. So I'm guessing you guys don't have a whole lot left in the year to do. If there's something wild going on, speak up right now. I'm just working on an, a few other books. So. Oh, you are? Yeah, I got two others. Um, Haunted Romeo, because we did a three-year investigation, our team, that covered the entire town of Romeo, and I've got some great stories and the investigations. And then Abandoned Places and Haunted Spaces. Ooh, oh, I like that title, too. Ooh, I like that title. Right. It's going to take me around Michigan for that, so it's a lot of work, but I'm looking forward to it. Now, just by yourself? Are you co-authoring this? I have a couple. Uh, I will be doing it by myself this time, uh, but I do have a couple of uh, cohorts that are going to be helping me with the investigation, so and more adventures are coming. <laughs> Excellent, and you've worked with a lot of uh, ghost hunting teams, too, wonderful, along wonderful. the way, right? I like that. Anybody else? Writing a new um, book. I know with the new parent, well, it's not really new. I've been with them before. We are working towards, we will have, be at Parapsychon at Mansfield Reformatory in May. Okay. That's pretty much one of the things we're awesome. investigating, gathering, so we can have some fun stories to say when we're there. Okay. okay. Phil, you haven't been out there uh, with <laughs> collecting scat and bring it home is put in your refrigerator lately have you oh, not, not just lately we are working on a conference may 14th so we're going to have another bigfoot what? conference here at west branch right now we got ken gerhard and rob kiter uh, okay to come so all right get another couple speakers Fantastic. yep yeah. yep who well, knows I maybe i'll make it to some of these paracons or some of these events sometime Brandon, he's got he's got something going on. Yeah, so Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters podcast is continuing on. Um, shout out to our guests in our next episode, uh, Jill Shelley and um, Teresa Christensen of St. Croix Paranormal out of Minnesota. Talk about mm -hmm. a lot of their investigations, including the Vasilla Axe Murder House and Ashmore Estates um, in our upcoming episode. So, One day I'd like to get to that house. Nice. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, did you say the Boyd House, Brandon? Yeah, the Boyd House, which they the Boyd. purchased. So, they yeah, they house. actually purchased their own haunted house. Mm -hmm. the, this paranormal uh, investigation team called St. Croix out of Minnesota, they actually purchased their own haunted house. Oh. It's really great. cool. Good stories. Mm -hmm. Sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, I'll be waiting and for that. I just wanted to add, too, like you can find all the old. Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters episodes on my YouTube channel, Jose Paranormal History Productions, or you can just search for Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters. You'll be able to find the channel there. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm liking all the archival stuff too. You've been posting like the old yeah. and stuff. I'd yeah, like to know more old... about your movie, Ben. Well, I was just going to say the movie's uh, 
Well, I, I keep pushing back the deadlines, right? So we filmed it um, last winter, wrapped up. We started around January, finished around April. And then, you know, I missed the Halloween deadline. And like, who who releases a paranormal movie like the first week in November? So I uh, was waiting for Christmas, but uh, not going to hit that because I, I don't know where December went. Um, so hopefully right. half of the year, January, um, maybe February, uh, got a movie coming out. We'll probably see a, a digital release online um really embracing the winter aesthetic um and also part of the um so the film centers around me and my team while also like using our uh scariest most uh profound investigation as sort of like the backdrop to tell that story and we went back many times uh the last time we went back we actually had an experience that had me really thinking about it during the whole talk about the frequencies and everything. We heard something. Um, this won't be in the movie at all, but um, we heard this whistle right between the two of us. Like, literally, we were like put away and right in the center of us was this whistle. Gave the biggest chills ever and this frequency we never even heard before. Uh, it didn't show up on any of the cameras either, so made all of our hair stand up. It was wild. But that's <laughs> The last memory I have of filming that movie, and it has to do with what we were talking about tonight about frequencies and sounds. So that's pretty cool. As long as Ben's been awesome. doing this, he remains skeptical. Yeah. yeah. He's, so he's still I. doing it, so he may change that opinion sooner <laughs> or later. Well, I always say, just, just like uh, we were talking about how, like, uh, the more you do it, the more questions you have instead of right. The more I do, and the more skeptical I become. So. Right. I do too. I do well, too. Absolutely more skeptical. Yeah. Well, Ben, Ben should know that uh, Bigfoot are very good whistlers. In case there was a Bigfoot in the neighborhood. Ooh. Oh yeah. There you go. We went squatching once, and one of my friends is really into a uh, Bigfoot. He was whistling. So. Yeah. Uh, very cool. I hate to do this. I know we're almost at the end of the show, but I have another call to take <laughs> so i have to i have to leave they call i can the phone went off and i got this it yeah th this is the end really pretty much you know okay. i'm gonna well, do a thank you wayne inspirational wayne, thought thank you wayne yeah for thank sure thank you thank you wayne yeah i'm gonna say goodbye to cat because she's got to go off but i want to do the inspirational thought because i have to Bye, end with this and it nice Bye. meeting you Bye. Bye. Uh, I got two of them, and I, too bad uh, Kat just left because I think she would have had the answer to this. But so you have brains in your hand, and you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. Any idea who wrote that? Doctor Seuss. Doctor Seuss. I was just about to say that. Dr. Seuss. Yeah, good one, Bill. I thought Kat may get that one too. So this is my last inspirational thought. And that one was for you guys and everybody out there. This inspirational thoughts for me. I got an inspirational thought for myself and it's from Dr. Seuss. And it says, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. So oh, I'm I love so that. glad. That's awesome. Oh, there we go. There you go.
I'm so I love Dr. Seuss quotes. One of my <laughs> favorites so is his unless. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot. Nothing is going to get better. It's not. Oh, nice. Aww. Thanks. Aww. It's been my pleasure these last three years. Thanks yeah. so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Palermo Pizza underwrites this episode of Grand Rapids Ghost Hunters Paranormal Podcast. Located at 901 Gazan Parkway, Southwest Wyoming, and available at 616-531-8300. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media.